Shalom. Today's Daf Yomi is Nidaram Daf Samach Zayin, Nidaram 67. We're going to start on the bottom of Samach Vavam Abayz at the beginning of the 10th chapter of Mesechus Nidaram, which is called Naramu Rasa. And this chapter takes us back to Mesechus Kisubos because we've learned about this topic a lot in Mesechus Kisubos and in Yavamos. And so now we have a review of a lot of what we've been studying. So, Nara, we know, is a girl who is, there are three stages of a girl. There is a katana, there is a minor, that's under the age of 12. There is a bogaris, a girl who is above the age of 12 and a half. And there is a also a Naara, is a girl who is between the age of 12 and 12 and a half. And in this case, the Naara is Ma'orasa, that she is engaged, that there are two stages of marriage in the Jewish tradition. There's Ma'orasa, there's Erusin and there's Nisuin. Erusin is the betrothal and Nisuin is the full marriage that the Erusin is where they are betrothed to each other, meaning to say that they would require a divorce if they separated and also if either one of them had adultery, there would be if the if the if the girl was adulterous at that point, there would be severe consequences, as though she were adulterous. But at the same time, they are they're not yet living together. So now we say that there's another law that relates to the fact if the girl is a nara murasa, if a girl who is who is morasa, who is betrothed. So under these circumstances, avia ubawa that both the father and the husband are able to annul her vow. So that, so what does this mean? So the Torah tells us that while she is a minor, a father is able to annul her vows until she becomes a bogaris. That means to say while she's a nara, that the father can annul the vow. And also the Torah tells us that a husband has the right to to annul the vows of his wife after she gets married. So our mission is telling us that when she is in Arusa, that when she is betrothed, the father and the husband are allowed to annul the vows uh, together, that they are able to do it. And the Gemara tells us the basis for this. And our Mishnah tells us that the father and the husband can annul the vows of an Arusa who is in Nara. So the Mishnah tells us that she's in Nara. That's not meant to exclude a, per, a case where she was a Kitana because they also can annul her vows. Our Mishnah is telling us it's in Nara to exclude the case of an Arusa who is a Bogaris, who is a full adult because since the father never has the right to annul his daughter's vows when she's a Bogaris and a husband is not able to annul the vows of a daughter uh, of his wife if she's in, if she's in Arusa without her father. So therefore, for sure, the vows of a Bogaris cannot be cannot be annulled by the father as well. The Ran also tells us that the Mishnah, when it tells us that the father and the husband can together annul the vows of an Arusa, refers even says the the Ran Afil Nedarim Shenadra Baoda Penuya even those vows that she took before she was betrothed. For because even those vows they can annul because they are Rus, the together with the father, the husband and the father have the ability to annul even those vows prior to the Erison. And the Gemara teaches that on the, on our daf today. So back to the Mishnah Nara Murasa Viu Let's say the father wants to annul the vows, but not the husband. 
meaning the father in law is not the husband, or hefer abau v'lo hefer ha'av, or the or the husband annuls it, but not the father. Eino mufer, the, then it's not going to be annulled, and the vow is not annulled. And the the Ran tells us the Gemara is going to say, what is the difference between the? Why does it have to repeat this? Meaning to say, if it already says if the father annuls it and not the husband, or if the then why does it need to say the husband annuls it and not the father? In either case, it's it doesn't work. So why does it need to tell us that twice? The answer, Homer Shakim and we for sure need to say that it is not revoked, that even if just one of them confirms the vow, it's not going to be sufficient. It's not going to be sufficient. That if if one of them, if, meaning to say, if one of them upholds the vow, for sure, for sure, the other one is not able to annul it on its own. Then normally speaking, we're saying, that it tells us in the Torah that if a husband or father upholds the vow, if he's Mekayim the nether, then he never has the ability to annul it after that. So therefore, for sure, when one of them, since we need both of them to annul the vow, if one of them will confirm the vow, for sure it's not going, for sure they're not going to be able to annul it. So... If that so, it's a, it's an obvious statement, and the Gemara is going to to ask that case. So the Gemara it says that the Mishnah says if the father annulled the vow but the husband didn't, or if the husband annulled the vow but the father didn't, it's not it's not going to be annulled. So the Gemara says Hainu Reisha. Doesn't it say? Isn't this exactly what it said in the first clause? Avia Ubawa That says in the first clause that the father and the husband annulled the vow. So it already says that we need both of them. So why do we need our Mishnah? To state again that you need both of them why we we just we already established that so why do we need our mission to state it again saying so says no maudatema you might have thought oh via obawa katani you might have thought from the reisha you might have thought it was saying either the father or the husband are able to annul the vow and you might have thought that you need both kamash one no so therefore it's telling us that you can't say one of them could do it it's teaching us that you need both of them in order to annul it